Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. My name is Riley Clark, and alongside me today is... Alex Crouch. Good to be back, everybody. Yes, we're without Trevor today, uh, but we're going to keep things rolling and give you guys another banger of an episode because it is one of the grandest of all topics of things that could go bump in the night. It's Area 51. I'm excited. Me too, because there's lots of mystery that surrounds this air force base acknowledged by the government in 2013 but before we dive deep into what area 51 is and what it potentially could be uh i would just like to shout out thank you everyone that has tuned in and watched the indie pods united live stream we greatly appreciate everyone that's been checking out our youtube page also checking out the live reaction video that me and trevor did uh to some of the internet's scariest paranormal videos we had a great time recording it and definitely going to be more of those types of videos coming soon to our youtube also (laughs) um we want to thank everyone for helping us reach six thousand downloads absolutely just cruising through this year at the beginning of the year me and trevor had set a goal for the night crew to get us to five thousand and we have already gone past that by a thousand just before the year ends so absolutely amazing and of course we will be having episode 100 coming up very soon where we will be having the bumpy awards again and this time we look to be doing some different types of ways to bring it to you including doing it as a live stream so that's going to be super exciting for our second award show ever on what goes bump the night again hosted by the one and only rick van winkle now area 51 has always been a fascination for me because obviously aliens uh it's on the extraterrestrial highway which is really cool you got that whole diner that's like full all the alien pictures and all that crazy stuff so that's one of the definite fascinations for me I'd say what interests me about Area 51 is just all the mystery behind it, you know? I mean, it was declassified in 2013, and they declassified a lot of documents, but they still are pretty shady as to what goes on there, you know? They don't really let a whole lot of information out, so... No, they don't. I mean, it, it was established in 1955, I believe, and for them to just now, in the basically, not too long ago in our lifetime, just go, yeah, it's a real place. Yeah. Like everyone knew it was real, basically my entire childhood into almost my adulthood. I'm just like, how can the government just say that this place isn't real? There's pictures of it. There's people that literally go and work there at an airline that's in Las Vegas. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, it's Janet Airlines. And it's a basically an airline that's on the tarmac at the airport but it's completely separate from the airport it's got its own parking lot it's got its own security it's got its own workers they're unmarked they have no tail numbers none of that it's super weird 
<clears throat> a little fun fact for people who might not know. According to the CIA, the correct names for the facility are Homie Airport and Groom Lake. Because before it was Area 51, they did uh, lead and gold mining on the property. So, oh, That's crazy. There's was lot, gold there at one lots point. Lots of history behind it. <clears throat> it was also, uh, we actually watched a little bit of a couple YouTube videos before we, we did this podcast, and... Uh, one of the guys that we watched said that the reason it became known as Area 51 is because when they were charting up the bomb test sites for the nuclear uh, testing on the nuclear bomb that they were basically graphed out in areas and this specific spot where the Area 51 is was Area 51 and that's where they did a lot of like testing shooting missiles and stuff and a lot of people are still uncertain as to like they think that might be it but they also say that the organization that was numbering all these lots they were trying to figure out all right what number aren't they going to use because it's adjacent to area 15 so they figured oh they're not going to use 51 so let's use that but it's not confirmed no one really knows the exact history of why it's called that it's just that's I feel like it's like any piece of property over <clears throat> time. It's going to get many names, you know what I mean? Especially a piece of land that large. But really what really brought Area 51's claim to fame was in 1954 and 1955 when Eisenhower decided to um, have the CIA start the U-2 program, which was a stealth flight or a stealth airplane that flew over the USSR during the Cold War to do surveillance. It flew at about 60,000 feet and at those same times a lot of people were reporting oh there's you know ufo sightings well the government couldn't really say hey it's us doing yeah, testing we're and stuff. working so they, on a super secret airplane that we're spying on the soviets with yep so they just played it off as oh it's just you know high altitude testing this that the other thing but that the u2 program is kind of what really got area 51 on, yeah. on the map and like it's kind of crazy too because like ufo sightings in history picked up between the 1940s and 1960s, we all know this. People started using their imagination of what could, what's out there beyond the stars. You know what I mean? People kind of started waking up to that. And then you have the government testing out a plane that flies 30,000 feet higher than any other plane ever created. And people are like, um, I don't know anything that can fly that high. What am I seeing? It's silver. It's flying at a really fast speed. Like, it makes sense why people would be like, oh, my God, it's aliens. But that that doesn't explain all the sightings that are happening today, even. I mean, there's a few different planes for sure that the government can say, oh, that's why there was elevated sightings of UFOs because we were testing out the Nighthawk or the other five or six planes that have been tested there that are super advanced technologically and really though could it be something more because there is reports out there that says they have brought ufo crash like pieces of pieces crashes yeah. to area 51 and there's people that have said that they worked at area 51 and, and worked on those parts well and i remember watching a documentary years ago on history where from what I remember, <clears throat> certain presidents get certain clearance at Area 51. Not each president is the same. And I know one of the presidents, Nixon, he was friends with JFK. 
I want to say. And he Kennedy had clearance. Kennedy loved Area 51. Yep. And he actually brought Kennedy to Area 51. And there's been other presidents in the past, you know, wanting to show off to their buddies. Yeah, let me, let me show you. But Kennedy's some the of big the... one, though, because yep. apparently he brought his brother there, <clears throat> brought Mar- Marilyn Monroe there. And some people even say, you know, that there's documents of these people that the presidents have brought saying, you know, yes, there there was, you know, other life form there. There was this, there was that. Now, is that 100%? No, I mean, we weren't there to see it, so we can't verify that. But it, it makes someone, you know, think on it. It makes me think because... I mean, they're definitely doing something there. I mean, I they wouldn't like... keep it such a big secret and not let anyone know what's going on there just for flight studies and testing and for military stuff there's more going on yeah it's the desert i mean what way out in the desert it's way out in the desert if you've ever been out in the desert you know how weird it is especially in nevada like it's big it's open there isn't much going on and you know you have your your hills and depends on how close you are to the mountains i guess but but from what I'm reading here, a lot of the stuff they do there is they're they're testing newer and advanced aircraft and how they work, and they're testing radar and like the D21 tag board, the the Lockheed D21. That's one of the planes that they're testing there. And I mean, there's a bunch of different planes that have gone I in mean, and out of there. People have said that <clears throat> the reason why we were able to advance was because of in in aircraft military. I'm speaking why we were able to advance so fast was because we were using alien technology recovered and brought to area 51 Mm -hmm. to basically transition over into these newer high-tech aircraft i mean if you think about the timeline all right the wright brothers invented the airplane what 100 years ago about a little over 100 years ago now and 1820 something so from then until now we've just there's been leaps and bounds of technological advances in an air flight like it, it, 1903 yeah so just over a, just over 100 years ago i mean that's that's pretty crazy to see the technology go from pretty much nothing to stealth bombers and aircraft right. going into space like it, it blows my mind like it that's where like for me there's like this really weird thing if you look at human history we have the industrial revolution and then the advancement of technology after that, right, is the big thing of, like, how technology ended up making the Industrial Revolution this crazy thing. But then after that, not too farther down the line, we have robots that are doing the people's jobs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, this whole other, like, expansion of the Industrial Revolution where it's people against machine now instead of, you know, people working for nothing and not wanting to work because they're not getting paid enough through the great depression and and all that stuff so like seeing how far humans have been able to advance and then you think about us recovering alien crafts like how we were able to implicate maybe those potential technologies into succeeding faster than what we should have it could be why we're seeing these like crazy advancements because the Wright brothers were barely able to make something that could really actually fly. And now we have things that go 2,000 miles per hour through the air and break quicker, the, yeah, that's quicker than the speed of sound and break the sound. Like, well, 
It's crazy. Here's a little snippet off of the internet. So, <clears throat> the United States government has provided minimal information regarding Area 51. The area surrounding the lake is permanently off limits to both civilian and normal military air traffic. Security clearances are not checked regularly. Cameras and weaponry are not allowed. Even military pilots training in the NAFR risk disciplinary action if they stray into the exclusionary box surrounding Groom's airspace. And one of the ways they surveillance this or survey it is supplemented by um, motion sensors that are buried in the ground and sticking up on things. But as Riley was saying earlier, it says here too, Area 51 is a common destination for Janet, the the private military airline that no airport in Vegas will even acknowledge exists. Yeah, just It's crazy at the secrecy still today. I mean, everything that they have released has been so redacted and blacked out and to the point where you try reading it and it, it it's impossible to make sense out of it. All they're pretty much doing now is they're acknowledging, yes, we do testing here. Yes, but they're only letting you know of this, you know, airplanes and whatnot. What else are they doing? But then you look at Area 51 and you got to think, why is all of this hard work being put into keeping it secret if Basically, we already know the answer. It's used to test military aircraft. Then why would you even admit it exists, for one? Why don't they just continue to deny it? Is it because they went in and removed the things that they were trying to hide and relocated them to some other new Area 51? You ever think that? Like maybe them calling to some publicity on it would get attention turned off of it. Maybe enemies were looking in from that area through satellite and watching what we were testing. Or maybe we found a new technology and it was no longer safe to test there for whatever reason and they had to move it. Because they had the new eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. They couldn't test it there, so they had to move it. It just, it, the, it's just weird to me. You would keep it secret for so, so, so long, well, and I then guess, out of nowhere, just go, yes, it exists. Well, what brought it to light was a Freedom of Information Act. Someone was pretty much trying to sue them because they wanted to know what was going on there. There was a couple people, widows of people that worked there that I guess reportedly were burning certain types of chemicals and they had bioengineers go on and test the people, you know, the victims, and it caused them ultimately to die. So now there's these two people that are trying to sue the government and the, the USAF, the United States Air Force. And it, I mean, obviously they're going to get nowhere with it, but we know not just flying of airplanes goes on there. It just... Yeah, they're doing much <clears throat> more. People have said that there's... It's deep. It isn't tall or out. It's deep. They built down. Underground. They built down. So, like, there's levels and levels and levels underneath. I mean, if you just look back to some of the stories that we've even read in our creepypastas, we read a story about an alien who escaped from Area 51, and he said it was, like, 150 levels deep, and there was crazy monsters and stuff down there that we had captured, and 
have kept hidden away from human eyes for who knows how long. So like maybe maybe that's where Bigfoot is. Maybe we got him. Maybe he's in Area 51 along with some five or six different species of aliens. Who knows? Who really knows? I don't. I think it's going to forever be a mystery unless the government's like, oh, yep, it's time to let everybody know. But Yeah, I, but even if they say something, do you believe them? No. Uh, we've learned you, not to trust our government. you kept a secret for yeah. that long, and now you just expect me to believe that what you say is true. It's not happening. Nope. I mean, look at all the, the fucked up shit that the government's done to us. I mean, the MK Ultra program, if you want to believe in that, that could be a whole other episode from now. But, I mean, our government has done so much shady shit to, to the civilians of the United States of America, it wouldn't put it past me that they're just going to keep lying, keep lying and keep, you know, keep on covering their asses. <clears throat> no, then that's exactly what they're going to continue to do until something else happens that they can't deny. Once they get caught in a lie, they just, they give up. But I didn't know unless you can prove they're lying, they just keep saying that it's not. I guess in 2019, an unidentified man drove through the security checkpoint in an apparent attempt to enter the base. After they followed him or pursued him for eight miles, he got out of his vehicle holding a cylindrical object and he was shot dead by the security officers. So, I mean, there's been people trying to figure it out. And obviously, just a couple years ago, or what was it, last year when everyone... 2019. Yeah, so that was the same year. Two years ago. Yep. So it was all that craze, all right, we're going to storm Area 51. We all see how that went. I mean, people just had a fucking dance party on the outside of it. Like, you're not going to get into a heavily guarded military base. between 1,500 to 3,000 people, which ain't bad. No, I mean, that's a good amount. But if you figure they have the technology to put planes 60,000 feet in the air in the 50s, they have the technology to take on as many people who are going to try to break in. I mean, they've got... Who knows what kind of weapons they even have in there? I mean, who knows if they're doing, you know, developing, you know, state-of-the-art weaponry or if they are getting aliens or they're getting people and they're doing tests on them. I mean... They just have Predator locked down there. (laughs) They just set them loose. We we don't know what's down there. For all we know, old Greg could be down there with them. I mean... I don't know why, but like whenever I think Area 51, Predator just pops into my mind. I'm yep. just like, he's probably a real alien stashed away down there. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to eventually know, but I just, I think it's going to be one of those mysteries of the world that we're never going to know. Like, you know, like the, the, the seven original wonders of the world. They're gone. We'll never see those. We're never going to know what happened at Area 51. Area 51 is really one of those topics that's really tough to to tell people about because it's such a secret and there's because so many... it, it is such a secret and do you believe the people that say yeah i worked there do you believe the people that said you know like they saw this or they did that like can you believe them we know Jer- janet airlines is real we know that that airline takes people to go to work there but are the things that people are saying they're doing there that are involving aliens actually true or is it just a military base and nothing more true that's that's where i'm drawn because i want to believe that there's aliens there i want to believe that if it was a military base and nothing more for my argument then there would be more information that the public could 
access. Like, if they weren't doing anything else, I don't feel like they'd be so secretive. Like, obviously, they can't let, like, cutting-edge shit go. But, I mean, why all these redacted files and stuff from back in the Cold Cold War era? Like, I mean, there's still secrets from back then that they don't want us to know. And, I mean, that technology is all old compared to the technology we have now. So it's like, what are they doing? Are they testing on humans? Are they finding stuff from outer space? Are maybe they have a treaty going maybe you know maybe they have like an agreement going with a civilization out in space where that's like a safe haven for them they want to fly to earth or whatnot that's where they fly to where they can be undetected i mean the desert's a large large area for right some you gotta want to be in that you gotta want to be there <clears throat> to see them right so i mean i'd like to believe that there's some extraterrestrial stuff going on there i mean and we all know i mean you know my take on it i mean the Earth is a billionth of the size of a pinhead compared to the universe. To say that we're the only living life form in the universe is kind of asinine. I mean, we can't be the only thing. Yeah. So it, for me, it's just it's tough because I want to believe that it has something to do with aliens in the desert and seeing it UFOs. I definitely believe that for sure. But what I can't get my head behind to say I believe Area Fifty One is solely for alien technology and it's all just a cover-up saying that it's for military use because i mean the property is owned by the u.s air force if it was some type of different agent agency that owned it that didn't make sense yeah then it would make me want to believe it more do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But because it's owned by the United States Air Force and not the CIA or one of these other big, like, intelligence communities, makes me believe that it's nothing more than just a, a military testing place. I, I might be I want to say the CIA has financial, like, they have money into it as well. They help develop it, and they are in with the, the United States government because they are a part of our government, essentially. So I want to say they have some money into it, but I know our government owns most of it. And I don't know. Between the CIA, the government, the FBI, anything to do with the United States of America, it's just all going to be shrouded in secrecy, in my opinion. I don't think we're ever going to get a straightforward, yep, this is what happened here, this is what is continuing to happen. Like I think them having an Air Force base there, like if they are doing stuff extraterrestrially, that's a good ruse, like a good cover-up. Like they can just keep pointing, no, we're just testing aircraft. We're just doing this. We're just doing that. While at that same token, they're doing that and much more. I mean, it's just, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't put it past them. It just logically. It's hard to prove, yeah. It just wouldn't make sense because I feel like if there was some type of treaty with aliens, we wouldn't have, we would have broke it by now. I just feel like if there was, if we had some type of government intelligence treaty with extraterrestrials, I feel like we would have definitely broke it by now. I just don't think that either they would continue to have their trust in us, considering all the terrible things that we are doing to our own planet, or if, like they're just cool with it because they need 
that maybe that specific maybe. portal to get to wherever they're going. Maybe it's the next <clears throat> wormhole or whatever. Either that or maybe they're forced into it because we have resources on our planet that wherever they're from, they don't have readily available and they have to come here for them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the age old question, right? Like what would another civilization want from Earth? Well, there's plenty of resources. That's what it's always going to be about. At the end of the day, if you're making a treaty with some type of other civilization, your resources is all it's going to be over. Mm -hmm. And if they see a way to just go, you know what, I'm voiding this treaty and I'm just going to do whatever I want, then we potentially could be in a whole world of trouble because considering they can travel through space, they probably have some pretty gnarly-ass weapons. Yeah. They could probably take care of us real quick. That's just my thought process. I mean, I see how aliens are perceived on movies. Yeah, and movies they pretty and much can destroy a planet with freaking press of a button. So, if there really is a well, and if you want to go with that theory that we developed our our you know the science of flying and whatnot and the technology behind it so quick because of aliens. Well, do you think that they're going to give us all of their up? Like, they're not going to let us know in on all of their secrets. They're just going to give us a little bit. So they're probably way more advanced than what we could ever imagine being, you know? Yeah. What information are they holding back from us? So if they wanted to end our existence or just be like, all right, bye, Earth, I'm sure it would be a very, very plausible possibility. Right. And what happens if maybe a different civilization comes in and learns about their treaty with humans and is like, I don't like that? Was there repercussions to that? I don't know. Do other alien civilizations know of each other? I would imagine so. Oh, yeah, the Greens and the Greys, and you got the Nordics. And I mean, I've, I've read way too much about aliens and whatnot. <laughs> it would make sense, right? If you're yeah. traveling through space, I would imagine that you have the same traveling ways. Like, I imagine traveling through space all about finding portals to allow you to enter the next universe. You know what I mean? Like, because otherwise it's going to take too long. You have to find a way to shorten the distance. Yep. Unless they have flight craft that is way beyond our understanding. Teleportation, basically. Yeah. yeah. Would be the it, only other way to travel through space. Because, I mean, think about it. To travel from one planet to the other, we're talking years. Depending on what planet. In our solar system, not so much. But then when you start going from, like, us to, like, what is it, Jupiter or... Um, planets further out then yeah then you're talking okay you're gonna have to go to sleep and wake up and be there to yeah. even travel somewhere so and the only way you'd be able to do that is by shortening the distance through some type of wormhole or portal i don't, I don't know exactly i've seen if you have you seen another life the show on netflix you should check it out if you like aliens but that's how aliens traveled in that show is they basically connected like energy through supernovas that created some type of wormhole and traveled through that. I mean, our understanding of space, like we think we have a good understanding on it and we do compared to when we first started space travel. Yeah, we do. But I don't think we're ever going to unfold all of the mysteries of our universe or of other universes. I mean, they're just space is ever expanding. It's never going to stop growing. So for us to be able to even try to grasp it, it's just... I don't know. To me, it's like trying to imagine death. You can't do it because you've never experienced it. So right. a lot of that is like with space. We can't really figure it out. It's all theory. It's all hypotheticals, except for what we do know so far. But traveling that far, we haven't been able to do it. So we don't have the information on it. Right. And the thing is, is like when you travel through space too, the, there's a lack of oxygen. So how far can we go producing oxygen 
before we just run out. I want to say some of those spacecrafts they have something inside of them that produces like a like a oxygen but how long is that going to last what if something right. goes wrong with that machine right what, is I mean, there how many fail safes are there to that? i mean look at the spacex program not too long ago where uh where their shitter broke and they had to wear diapers and stuff so i mean if that can break anything on a spacecraft is going to be able to go out right and i mean we're talking about a spacecraft that can travel for years, light years light year yeah i mean potentially because i mean i'm thinking big scale here i'm thinking we figure out space travel we how far can we actually go humanly possible on a spacecraft? What happened? There's so many external forces that a spacecraft is going to encounter while it's traveling through space, whether it be pressure or whether it be lack of environmental elements to sustain its drive through space, whether it be fuck uh, food, human resources, like how how well can we prepare human travel for space for that how much food can we store on a spacecraft before you know what you guys need to find another planet to find resources on at that point they would probably do a lot of their own um farming on the uh on the spacecraft they would probably have like a little hydroponics you know for their corn and for all of their their vegetables and fruits but then again you know, it's another thing creation of water how much water water can you are produce? you going to be able to and i think how much water way, are you going to lose through evaporation and i want to say there's things. a way spacecrafts can produce water they they somehow it's created i i'm no scientist and i'm not very well versed in this at all but i want to say there's a way for spaceships to make water i just don't know how much and how quick you know right what happens when you're 150 light years out and you only have enough resources to go 110 you ain't gonna come home you ain't coming home and like that's the fear right if you go to space you might not ever come back nope so like how many people are you know really going to want to be on that pioneer trip to space well that's what elon musk is like proposing for like you know because he wants to start a civilization or something on mars and he says the very first people are most likely not going to be returning to earth because it's such a you know it's going to be a new thing it's going to be an expedition it's going to need to come from scientists and people who want to be true explorers and you know discoverers right and i mean that'd be try to put yourself in that position say it's possible say we have the technology to safely get us to mars that we can you know put a colony on mars be self-sustaining there but to get there and to know that we're able to get back, that's a toss-up. It's like I don't know if I'd be able to sign up for that. Like, would I? I'd never be able to you're, see. You're Earth signing your life again. away. You're pretty much being like, shit. "Yep." And at that point, a pay doesn't matter. Like, I mean, yeah, the company you're working for could guarantee your family however much money, but how are you going to know that's ever going to happen? You know, I mean, so you're pretty much blindly going out somewhere just for the sake of saying, "Yep, Science. I want to be that explorer. I want to learn about this. I want to be, be in the, the history settler. books." Yep. I mean, I don't know if it'd be worth it to me. Like, I'll let someone else do it first, and once it's, like, fully safe to do, sure, sign me up. I'll go to Mars, but I ain't going to be the first motherfucker to do it. No. I mean, I don't I don't plan on my lifetime ever seeing people jumping on a Pioneer ship to parade themselves to Mars and go, I'm then leaving I, for a new civilization. Then, I don't I, then again, that at that happening. same token, we didn't – I never thought, at least personally – I never thought that celebrities would be able to pay, you know, <coughs> a couple million dollars and go to space. Go to space. So I mean, the way that we're advancing, like we were talking about earlier with area, you know, with flight travel and with aircraft. I mean, 
who knows what's going to happen in the next, you know, 100 years, 50 years. I, I have a feeling with the technology we have out now is going to help us advance more technologically quicker than what we could have. I think eventually we could potentially have some type of voyage to another civilization, but I, I just don't think Mars is it, man. I don't think Mars is it either. No, I think I, don't think I think Mars is a good stepping stone for sure. Personally, I think I forget the name of the planet, but there is a planet that's almost identical to Earth, and it's like it's a few solar systems away. It's it's pretty far away from us. We I don't think we'd be able to reach it, but from what these scientists and astronauts are saying, it's pretty much Earth in a bigger scale. So it's like once you start getting Doesn't further it have two and further, suns, though? It's either two suns or two moons, but they say since they, you know, out of all the other planets that they've, I think I know what you're talking about. I think it has two suns because one's really far away and then one's closer. Yep. And I mean, who knows what's going to happen in space? You know, it, it's always changing. But I, I do believe, like as far as you possibly can imagine going in space, there is other life form. It's not going to be like, oh, let me throw a rock and I'm going to hit this planet and there's life form on it. No. And I mean, is it going to be? bipedal people like us standing you know upright on two legs or could it be snake you know people. well i'm not even saying like people like life form look at like all. snakes giant cobra <laughs> seven fangs like it could be mitochondria or it could be you know any Unseeable type of cell, to our eye anything and because they have found that at mars that's why they're saying oh it can sustain life because they tested shit it's like yeah but that's like cellular level like i'm talking like when i talk about life form i want to see something that's like either more advanced as us or planet of the apes style something that's out there that's living communicating with each other having you know some type of you know Civilized Civilization. intelligence. Yep. That's what I want to see. And I I would love to see it in space. And I would love to see it done by humans. Fortunately, I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime or even the next lifetime. It might never happen. I think eventually it will. But I think as humans, that we have a lot to succeed in first before we start trying to conquer other worlds. Because we are not doing a very good job on the nope. one that we're on. And you bring a lot of our environmental disasters to another planet where you don't know anything about, mm -hmm. you don't know what you're about to stir up. And you could just happen to exactly. have yourself another mass extinction. Well, and what you just said kind of reminded me, I, I was wa reading this article, I forget who it was by and who was, <clears throat> you know, theorizing this, but someone wrote an article saying, you know, eventually artificial intelligence ai is going to be because they don't need oxygen they don't need food they don't need so that's probably what's going to end up living in space or you know being able to travel as far they say pretty much you know maybe a thousand years from now when ai is like super super advanced that's who's going to be traveling our our solar system why and that's not who's send be, them why not i mean they can report back to us or i mean but then again then the people have the argument okay well is it going to be like irobot are they going to take over and are we going right. to need someone they like will smith rogue. to come and fucking kill them all you know <laughs> all the robots in space go rogue and turn back i mean i mean look at how we're polluting space already though just in our solar system i mean we have the the um the satellites sent up from SpaceX, and they send a shit ton of them up per year. And then on top of that, there's other satellites like Russia. They just blew up one of their satellites, which actually debris from that collided with the International Space Station. And it just at a certain point, we're going to fill up our 
solar system, with so waste. the gravity pull with waste to the point where all this dead, broken debris right, satellites are going to start crashing into each other. It's just going to be a do, war zone. All we do is we send things up to space, let them break apart, and just drift away in space, well, and we just assume really, that it's not going to be a problem. They don't really That's drift. That's how awful we are. We do it with our own trash on this fucking planet. We yep. have it happening in our oceans. What do you think is going to happen when we go to space? We're just going to freaking pollute it and ruin it. And another thing this article was saying is if we keep at this rate, it's going to make it harder and harder for us to, to send off spacecraft to get past our solar system and to get past that gravity barrier that's keeping all of this debris close to our planet. So eventually, we're not going to be able to do space travel. We're going to be pretty essentially blocked or guarded from this. It's going to be like a fence of bullshit that's going to keep us from getting back out into space. So, right. I mean, these well, companies... That's, that's why... I think NASA, they want to set up some type of launch site on the moon so that they, they can drop the debris further out Away. into gravity so that it's actually floating in free space and not in some type of gravity pool. I think that's what NASA is actually working to is to actually have a rocket launching base on the moon because then basically you're, you're already past Earth's atmosphere and everything. You're basically completely in space at that point but like yet again we're bringing our own pollutants to the moon and leaving them there well and what happens if we have a gas spill on the moon this could be another episode entirely but there's another conspiracy theory that the moon isn't an actual planet at all it's it it's was placed there no a lot of a lot of conspiracy theorists believe that it was a alien spacecraft that was floating in space or flying in space and it finally ran out of fuel to go anymore or whatever and it just it stays in our solar system and i want to say there's been tests done on it where they blew up dynamite or tnt and they put a a seismograph or something on yeah, it's there hollow. and it rang like a bell for hours mm-hmm. and i mean and they did it twice two times they did this so why would a planet be hollow I, that that just blows my mind. I mean, we still don't even know much about the moon. We don't. No, really we've only been there one time. There we've why, only been there one time. Why it has such a crazy effect on our planet? It the causes moon, our tides in the ocean. It causes a lot of things. It causes weather. Yep. yep. It's crazy how all of the small shit that can happen out in space affects things drastically here on Earth. Exactly, and that's what makes me fear for our space travel, like we were saying with the pollutants. And our inability to take care of things around us. Sure, look at how we treat our planet. If it's any sign of how we treat our planet, fucking space is going to look like our planet pretty soon with fucking islands of trash. Or uh, Pretty soon there's probably going to be another planet of trash just floating around in space. Right. I mean... Right. With trash robots living on <laughs> it. The robots that got exiled from Earth are sent to trash planet. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I think that's a great point to to leave this episode off with on Area 51. Before we get too sidetracked. Before we get way too sidetracked and <laughs> spin you into oblivion. Um, again, we want to thank everyone for checking us out on all the streaming services that we are on. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. All of those amazing <laughs> places course make sure you check us out on instagram at what goes bump pod on facebook at what goes bump of the night and you can email us if you have any 
stories you'd like us to read or if you'd like to be featured on a podcast, uh, you can email us anytime at whatgoesbumppodcast at gmail.com. Again, I'm Riley Clark, and this is Alex Crouch. And remember, folks, to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Bump in the night.